the C12 Faith and Business Show, sponsored by the C12 Group. What does it look like to run a business for Christ? By Christ, beyond symbols and charity. What does it really mean to live out your faith while leading in business? Real stories of real leaders trusting Christ and making eternal impact through the businesses God has called them to steward locally. It's all about building great business for greater purpose. Not just good business, business as ministry, business as mission, and business as worship. Welcome to the C12 Faith and Business Show. My name is Mike Shero. I'm with the C12 Group here in Central Texas, and this show is where we talk about what does it look like to live at the intersection of faith and business. We're interviewing local business owners and leaders who can talk about transparently what that's looked like for them and what they're doing right now to try to live one life in Christ in the business. Today, I'm, co- I'm joined by Chris Hawker of Red Wagon Properties. He's going to co-host the show with me, and our guest today is Thor Thornhill, owner of HMT Engineering and Surveying out of New Braunfels, Texas. Thor, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So um, tell us a little bit about what is HMT Engineering and Surveying? Okay, HMT, we're a civil engineering and surveying company out of New Braunfels. We've been in business for about 38 years. Uh, We specialize mostly in commercial and residential land development, uh, as well as public works, uh, municipal works, transportation, that sort of thing. And you guys are fairly, fairly good at what you do, right? Uh, We're we're okay at what we do. Okay, what you do. (laughs) Are you guys growing a little bit? Sure. Yeah, we, uh, we've we had the privilege the last couple of years of uh, winning quite a few awards. Uh, I got back, just got back from Boston a couple of days ago uh, where we were recognized as one of the fastest growing companies in our industry uh, across the wow. nation. So it's been fun. Not bad, not bad. So, uh, Thor, you're not exactly known as being a bashful guy. Um, I've loved being friends with you and getting to see this stuff all play out. So part of the show's premise is what does it mean to be a Christian business? And there's a lot of fuzzy feelings and thoughts around what that is. Kind of dive in, explain what does that mean to you, and what's that look like today at HMT? Sure. Uh, well, the first thing is what what does a Christian business not look like? We are. Uh, I'm not a big fan of putting the ichthus up, the little Christian fish, and saying we're Christian, so use us, uh, using the name of Christ uh, for sloppy business. Uh, so Chris, actually, stop stop doing that, Chris. Don't do that. Yeah, quite, yeah. <laughs> uh, quite the contrary. Um, to me, uh, being a Christian business means well. The base word of the of Christian is Christ, so you got to know who Christ is, what he's about, what he looks like, and then you have to emulate him. So, uh, how do we do that? We do that in several ways. Uh, we, for one, we started doing Bible studies within our company, and we really have learned who Jesus is, and we're learning together. Um, and uh, you know, I think that's the starting point. Now, how many employees do you have? Uh, a little over forty. Forty employees, and so how was it launching a Bible study within your company? Like, how, what, tell me about that process. Was it weird at first, or people readily adopt it? Sure, good question. Uh, I thought, well, what the heck? I'll just send out an email and see if anyone's interested. I thought I'd have one or two people say sure. Um, at that time, we had twenty-two employees, and nineteen of them responded within a few no hours, um, saying yes, I'll be there. Wow, that's fantastic. So then I was worried um, after doing it for six months with almost complete, uh, almost the whole company jumping in. I thought, well, maybe they're doing it because the boss is leading the study. Sure. So uh, about that time, we formed a ministry team, and I had um, a another person, actually a lower member in the company. He wasn't a manager or a, or a supervisor. Uh, had him lead the next Bible study, and uh, I think he got one more person out of the. Wow. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it's been pretty neat. That's awesome. 
well, some of the neat things about it uh, and infusing Christ into the business uh, space that one thing I love is it's non-denominational. So uh, in our Bible study, for instance, we have several people that have never opened a Bible before. Um, we have a couple of ex-pastors. We've got Catholics, Presbyterians, Mormon. No, wait, we don't have Mormons. Uh, <laughs> we actually did have a Mormon engineer a while back, but he didn't. Uh, he didn't last very long. He didn't last. Yeah, he washed out. He did. So, what about like the? Uh, you guys have worked pretty far on this idea of Christian business. So you said you're not about putting a fish on the on the sign necessarily. Not trying to make Christian be your justification for getting business, but you guys worked it into your mission, your vision, your strategy. You've got tell us kind of what beyond just having a Bible study. What else is going on in the business? What is How's Christ impacting what it looks like at that company? Sure. So, uh, first of all, our mission statement is building relationships and futures that glorify God. And so uh, when we look at building relationships, we do that internally um, with our staff, with our families, uh, and then with our our clients and with our vendors, uh, with anyone we come into contact with. And then building futures is the same thing. Uh, we, we work the building futures into, uh, you know, a future for the kingdom. So that, that covers everything as far mm-hmm. as uh, mission work uh, locally or abroad, um, helping people, uh, helping our clients or our, our staff on daily, a daily basis of what their needs are. Um, so then to, to answer your question more specifically, uh, we've done several things. We've um, it started off with the Bible study um, and then little subtle things like putting a Bible um, on in the waiting area uh, putting up scriptures around the office, that sort of thing, just the subtle steps. But then uh, we've taken a lot deeper, and uh, it's, it's kind of neat. God grows with the ministry uh, on a monthly basis. Um, so, you know, some examples would be we led a, uh, we led a team down to Peru this past year, uh, earlier this year. Uh, it was a couple, of, uh, a couple of our staff, some of our staff's spouses, um, clients, vendors, um, you know, and on that trip, out of the eleven people, it was the same kind of dynamic. We had an atheist, we had an agnostic, we had um, some people that were brand new to the faith. Uh, we had a you know. And this was a mission trip. Yes, sir. So it was a mission trip that you led with your company, right. and people who are not in faith went on the mission trip Correct. with the company. Correct. Oh, that's that's fancy. how Thor rolls. That's cool, man. So they're down there more of a, a humanities perspective. Sure. Yeah. Most anybody. Um, will not disagree that it's a good thing to help people that are starving or dying or, sure. or needing or in need. Um, but the sneaky part is you get them down there and then you give them a real purpose <laughs> and real meaning behind it. It's yeah. not just philanthropy. It's actually um, for the kingdom and because we were commanded by our Lord and Savior to do it. Wow. And you've even had, tell some stories about, um, you guys even introduced marriage ministry at your workplace. Yeah, that was a one of my very favorite God stories within our firm. Um, I was, uh, my wife and I were doing a Love and Respect DVD series. Uh, who's the author of that? Uh, Emerson Egricks. I, I never can say that name. Uh, we were Who doing that, that study. What a great, what a great study. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. <laughs> uh, and he talks about the crazy cycle and how men and women don't communicate that well together quite often. Um, go figure. Some men and women right, don't. Right, You've heard about I them. Mean, I'm sure you've got it down. But uh, So anyways, I, my wife and I did the study. Um, it really impacted us. Uh, I had a man in my company that hadn't been, he, he hadn't been himself for a few months. His work was slipping. His, his attitude was different. Finally, um, he and I had a sit down in my office and he basically broke down crying to me and told me that he and his wife of 27 years were getting a divorce that she had filed. And so, um, you know, that was pretty tough. I mentioned 
the study I'd done, and I gave him a copy of it, the DVD series, and I gave him the, uh, the book. So he goes and he listens to it. Later, he, he and his wife listen to it. He comes back. I continue to check in on him. He let me pray over him. Um, we continue to do that for the next couple of months. Uh, two months later, he comes into my office, and he just gives me this huge hug and starts crying, and he says, we're not getting divorced anymore, and our marriage is better wow. than it's been in years. Wow. The neat part of that is then he, go, in turn, starts teaching the study um, on, uh, on his lunch break once a week to seven or eight of our engineers and surveyors. No and, way. And so another guy's marriage, he came and said his marriage was saved, and, uh, and it's just trickled down. And so from that, we ended up building an entire library on, uh, on anything ministry. We have our library on business books for people, but now we have marriage or rearing ch- children or financial uh, peace or you know, whatever it is. Man, you are on the front lines of battling for the family. And, man, I, I tell you what, saving, saving the American family is just a huge step in the right direction for this country as a whole. So, so what, I love about, trenches. what I love about what you guys are doing, because I think some people would hear this idea of faith and business, and you'd think faith or business, that we kind of have to choose building a business or doing ministry stuff, right? I, sure. We know a lot of people who go, I'm going to build a business, and then I'm going to go do ministry. And you're trying to do both. And your business is growing, like you said a couple years ago, it's twenty people, now it's forty something people. So it's not it's not like you're sitting around doing kumbaya and, and not doing deals. Sure. And yeah. yet you got people's marriages being saved. Right. I, I thought of it in the same way. Um, and I thought, well, we'll we'll go and we'll make money so then we can go do a mission trip or, or whatever. Uh, and and really I realized that how ridiculous that really is. Um, then you, you kinda have to be two different people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not if, if you believe that Jesus really is Lord and Savior, you believe that he really created everything and that we will be with him for eternity, how silly is it to think that uh, we should separate the two and that, um, that we shouldn't be serving him while at work? That's, what, 50, at least 50% of our day, mm-hmm. and we're going to take Jesus out of that. And it, it just it's really ridiculous to even think in those terms. Um, I think we're probably the only country that does take religion out of the workplace. Um, so... So yeah, it's, I don't think it's really that difficult. Um, and I, I think the, the problem that people have is they think you have to throw Bibles at people and, and scream Jesus out loud all the time. And, and it's, that's not how Jesus operated. He just loved on people. Um, yeah, you can, you know, I love the, the term uh, preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Uh, we absolutely use words. We talk about scripture and we study his word, but a lot of it is just living and loving and taking care of people. I mean, that's, that's a big part of Christianity. How have your people responded to this? I mean, this is a, they come to work to be an engineer or a surveyor or an admin, and, and then you're suddenly turning this into a church. I mean, have they responded well to that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a big part of the reason we've, we've grown. Um, not everyone wants to work in a company like that, but that's great because that's, that, uh, that gets us exactly who we want in the company. You have to be like-minded in our mission and our vision and our values. And so uh, when we don't, uh, we're not apologetic about, serving Christ in the workplace, um, and then we do it with, uh, we, we genuinely do it. It's not just a rogue exercise. It's who we really are, and people get in, and they see that, mm-hmm. and they see people, you know, on their weekends, instead of going and playing golf, they're over serving one of their coworkers, helping them tear out their kitchen and, and remodel it or whatever. Uh, you know, when you see people really giving of themselves to love on others, it's, it's very attractive. So, no, it didn't deter us. It actually has been a big driver of why we've been successful. Do you think good ministry can be good business? Absolutely. Well, 
friends, you're listening to the C12 Faith and Business Show, where we're interviewing today Thor Thornhill, who's owner of HMT Engineering and Surveying out of New Braunfels, Texas, and Chris Hawker with Red Wagon Properties is joining me on the show to help unpack this story of what does it look like to follow Christ in the business and to see good good ministry be good business. Thor, when we come back in a few moments, I want to unpack a little bit more about personally what is following Jesus meant positively and maybe even challenged you as a leader and kind of where's where does it get real when we try to think about this being god's business and um, more than just the stuff we do but kind of how we are in the middle of all that so folks uh, stay tuned we're gonna come back and continue this conversation with thor thornhill of hmt engineering you're listening to the c12 faith and business show Hey, San Antonio. My name is Mike Sher with the C12 Group. What does it mean to follow Jesus while running a company, being a CEO or a local business owner? We believe it matters a lot. In fact, our mission statement at C12 is to change the world by bringing forth the kingdom of God in the marketplace through the lives and companies that Jesus calls to run them for him. Through local groups, we've got over 140 leaders of businesses ranging from a million dollars to a billion dollars who are striving to glorify God in the business We say we're trying to build great businesses for an even greater purpose. And since 1992, hundreds and thousands of leaders all over the country have found a key to answering those questions about how to run a business in a way that pleases Jesus through being part of local C12 groups. Find out more today by visiting c12group.com. Well, welcome back, friends. My name is Mike Shero, and you're listening to the C12 Faith and Business Show, where we interview local leaders of real businesses who are living at the intersection of faith and business. Today's show, we're interviewing Thor Thornhill, owner of HMT Engineering and Surveying, based out of lovely New Braunfels, Texas. With me on the show is Chris Hockert of Red Wagon Properties, who's joining me as we unpack what God is doing in Thor's life and in this local engineering surveying company. And Thor, um, Right before we went to break, you were sharing about just this kind of flourishing of ministry stuff from Bible studies and mission trips and all kinds of impact you're seeing on marriages and families in your business. Um, Chris, you had a question for him. I, I did. Uh, Thor, I was just curious because I've, um, I've tried setting up the Bible study at my own business, and I noticed that you said for your first Bible study you'd send out an email, and I, I'm thinking you kind of soft-pitched that. I mean, you, you kind of lobbed it out there to see if anybody was going to take a swing at the ball, and lo and behold— um, most of the company, all but a couple of people, show up. Um, I, I'm just curious. Can you? It seemed it seemed like a soft pitch to me. Whereas I presented it to my company at a team meeting. Um, why were you so much more successful at it? Well, I, I don't know if the reason I was successful, um, but I think that uh, that part of the the key is the soft pitch. Um, I think by not pushing it um, on people, and I don't I don't think that the way you brought it up in a company meeting, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Um, I just, uh, for whatever reason, I think people, they felt comfortable just to email back and it, it just seemed, um, less aggressive and it was okay, sure. And and the way I pitched it, um, I, uh, the way I pitched it, you know, wasn't, wasn't aggressive. And so people, they felt comfortable just coming to check it out, to try out whatever this was going to be. It probably didn't hurt that the boss was the one doing it as well. Um, so then, you know, later I had someone else lead it so to make sure that that's not the reason people were coming. Sure, absolutely. I I, I just I love the uh, I love the buy-in that you've had, and you said that not everybody has that faith, so they really are coming just to check it out. 
Sure. Yeah. And, and some people have, have stopped coming too. It's not, it didn't work. Uh, you know, everybody didn't buy in, but um, several people uh, had mentioned, you know, we come and, and I say, hey, turn to, to the book of Luke. And people look at me and I'm like, what book? <laughs> yeah. They're like, I've never owned a Bible. I don't, I don't know where that is. And so, so I, you know, from teaching Sunday school to teaching in, in the workplace, it's a different dynamic. And honestly, it fired me up because I'd always taught Christians. Right. And now I'm teaching or, or leading or, or facilitating just, just regular people, you know, that don't claim to be Christian. And so, uh, so it was really exciting. I mean, our first Bible study, uh, I said, we'll just open the, the Bible, Genesis chapter one, first page. And we started talking about creation. And I think we spent 20 minutes talking about if aliens existed. Wow. And I was like, that was an interesting Bible study. That was awesome. <laughs> and so what it was the conclusion. Yeah. What did you guys so, land on? Uh, we're still, you You're know, still they're, trying they're, to figure that one out. Jury's still out. Jury's still out. Most most people said no, but you know, there's a few that are still wondering. So that's a whole other show. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so you guys have got so you got a Christian mission, vision, values shaping the company. You got these Bible studies being employee led. Some you're part of, some you're not. You just talked about you took people down to Peru and you're doing mission work there. Are you guys doing anything else ministry-wise in the business? Anything else that might surprise people that is happening at a local engineering company? Um, hmm. Well, a lot of, you know, I, everybody thinks mission work means you have to go abroad to do it. I, I, I think uh, statistically more missionaries are actually sent to the United States right now than any other country. So we focus quite a bit on our local ministry. Um, and what does that mean to us? It means digging into our community. Uh, we work a lot with connections. That's uh, children that have been taken out of the home. Uh, mostly by abuse, um, and they're usually ages 14 to 20. Uh, and there's a facility three blocks from our office, so um, most of our a, a large chunk of our staff spend a lot of time with those guys and, and girls, um, just mo mostly loving on them, teaching them how to, you know, do mock interviews or fill out a resume. Or uh, the beauty of of bringing Christ into the workplace is. Uh, someone doesn't have to be a pastor to go and be Jesus to someone. Uh, mm -hmm. They can go teach them how to interview, teach them how to dress for an interview, teach them how to write a resume. That's loving on someone, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. it, and so I think the reason we've been so successful, uh, of course, it's God doing it. It's nothing we did. Uh, but the success has come from just being real and normal and doing normal daily routines and business things, but just doing it out of, out of the right heart and with love. Um, you don't even have to bring up the name Jesus with, with some of the things we do. Um, a lot of times we get asked later, you know, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you all so involved? Uh, and that's a great opportunity. But, but we don't necessarily lead with that. We lead with love. Hmm. And you guys have workplace chaplains. So you have an outsourced firm that comes in and loves their people. Sure. That, that's really good because, it, like I said, a lot of these guys, they don't have a church. They've never opened a Bible. So it gives them that confidential person to go and talk to and, um, you know, to tell things that they wouldn't tell their boss or wouldn't open up to about at work. Um, and they're outside of management, so they're right. not worried about divulging something. That yeah, right, exactly. I had this I, issue stealing. Nobody, <laughs> nobody gets to know anything about what they t tell the, the chaplain. So they get their own in-house pastor, which is incredible for these people that have never had a pastor. Hmm. You know, many of them have, but, but even then they may not open up to their own pastor. Or if it's a priest, you know, how often do they sit down and talk with their priest? Right. So. And some of the size of the churches today, even though you have a pastor, you don't have that pastoral relationship because right. they're just too big. Right. And then this guy shows up at work in the workplace and you can get paid to go and talk 30 minutes about struggles you're having um, on the clock and talk to this guy to help you out. That's pretty it's, awesome. It's pretty neat. That's great. So for you, I mean, you're doing a ton through this business. You know, this little local engineering company has doubled in size. You're seeing marriages saved. You're impacting people. You're serving together. Um, 
what's what's some of the challenges this creates for you as a leader now having people look up to you saying okay thor's clearly not apologetic about being a follower of jesus and you're trying to do it at work does that bring new challenges for you as well sure you you would think it would bring a lot um you know i for whatever reason i never worried about that too much um i hear most people worrying about that and I guess I just thought, well, if God doesn't want to bless it, then he won't. Um, I'm, I'm a real, I study God's sovereignty quite a bit. And so I, I really do believe when he says that all things are under his control, that they are. Um, so I don't get too caught up in the worries. Um, there was an example. Um, there was a Keep Christ in Christmas banner that was put up in our city on city property. And so there's a big controversy. It actually made San Antonio headlines too. And they, uh, there was a lot of people that wanted that banner to come down. Um, so I actually was was at the city council meeting speaking on a on a zoning case for development, and I I heard that case come up, and I got up and spoke on it, and talked to you know talked about it from a Christian standpoint, and uh, and explained what separation of church and state really meant, and and what the constitution actually said about it, and the next thing I know, the city council elects a board, and I get named the chairman of that board to meet for three months to figure out what to do with this, um, so. Uh, that was quite interesting. I'm I'm an owner of a company in a small, you know, in a town of seventy thousand people, and I'm on this board with with all the news cameras there at every meeting, and uh, and I'm sitting there talking, basically battling it out with local atheists and uh, discussing the issue. Uh, a lot of business owners in, in involved as well. So that that was interesting, um, but I just, uh, you know, I just stood my ground and talked about. I knew that uh, it's easy to argue when when you're when the truth is behind you, and so it made it exciting for me. And um, while in the back of my mind I worried, hey, is this going to affect my business? Is this going to be bad for business? Um, on the other side, I was like, well, if it is, then so be it. You know, then hey, then you get persecuted in the for the name of Christ. So that's a good thing, right? <laughs> and so I bet you wore out some holes in your knees on the during that process. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, but what was the, the beauty of it is, um, I mean, even w- when this, uh, I remember a, a Texas State student, she came and she was an atheist and she was speaking her beliefs. And a few of the members on the board wanted to be like angry. And I just kind of loved on her, you know, it was just really soft with the way I talked to her. And then so we had a talk after and she actually was, you know, was just lost and was asking all kinds of questions. It was kind of an opportunity. It was pretty neat. Hmm. Uh, but when it was all said and done, I presented to council, did 10 minutes and, uh, in front of council, and they allowed Christ to be talked religion in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we specified, hey, it's not it's not just Christianity; any religion mm-hmm. can be on these banners. And so they uh, they agreed, and and we got what we wanted. It was fun. Okay. So, what are some things you find key to keeping yourself grounded? How do you you, know, you put a lot of expectations out there by being the Jesus guy? So, how do you what do you oh, find sure. key for you to keep yourself focused on doing these things to the glory of God? Ooh, that's tough. Um, you well, when you're doing that and you're, you're kind of in a spotlight, um, it it's real easy to get down on yourself for mm-hmm. all of your imperfections, for all your sins, for all your the ways I fail, mm-hmm. and so that's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that like you said, wearing your knees out, that does keep me closer to God. Um, I'm not near the husband I want to be, or the father I want to be, or the leader I want to be, and so. Um, uh, you know, when when people know you as the Jesus guy, then that that brings that spotlight right it right on you. And so uh, it's not easy, but uh, if it was easy, I mean, nobody said it was supposed to be easy, right? And so um, all I can do is just, 
I, I kind of like it because it always keeps me on my toes. It keeps me trying to, to stay as humble as I can. It keeps me in the word. Um, so the grounding, uh, mm-hmm. it actually, it just, it's a natural cause of people watching you. So it, it forces you to either, either back up what you believe or get out of the way. It's kind know? of a natural accountability. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin said that the uh, perk of being in hot water is it keeps you clean, right? Nice. So keep the pressure up. It makes you, <laughs> it makes you seek the source. Hey, like we got a little bit of time left. What are some hopes you have as you think about the future of HMT? Any big dreams about the mission impact or vision impact that is still to come through the company? Sure. Um, I need another couple of hours for that. Um, I have you know, anywhere from our one, one year vision, five year, 25 year visions. Uh, I'd like to just transform lives. I mean, that's, that's what we're about is transforming lives, um, through Christ. Uh, and, uh, whether that mean in Peru, we have huge plans there of what we want to do with thousands of kids that they don't have homes that don't have food. Uh, we want to be a huge impact there, but what we really want to do, what I see is us pulling together other like-minded businesses. I think, uh, the way our government's going, the way our school system's going, the way our nation's gone as a whole, where we can, um, where God, I think could really work over the next 20 years is through like-minded Christian business owners, uh, businesses that are living for a purpose. And so we want to join together with other businesses. So Thor, we're running out of time. Tell us what's your company website. How do we find out more? Someone wants to call you or reach out to you. How do they find out more? Sure. HMTNB.com. That's Harry Mike, Tom, Nancy, Bravo.com. My cell is 830-660-2168. Guys, you're listening to the C12 Faith and Business Show. My name is Mike Sherrill. I'm the managing chairman here in Central Texas. We just got done hearing the story of Thor Thornhill, CEO of HMT Engineering and Surveying out of New Braunfels. Chris, thanks for joining me on the show. Happy to be here. And friends, I hope that you heard this real testimony and this big vision of what God can do through a local small business and how it's impacting lives locally and internationally, that it changes the way you think about your company and your role in business. Please tune in next Saturday at 10 a.m. as we continue hearing local stories of people living at the intersection of faith and business.